Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Fred Von Ox from Bearded Villains. Listen to the Punk Corner every Thursday at 5 o'clock. Hey, fellow fit nerds. This is Monica Ellis with Superheroes Nutrition. So I'm here today to let you know in terms of maybe getting in shape, you love superheroes, you need a change in your life. I really want you guys to check us out. We have an Instagram. It's Superheroes Nutrition. I'm Wonder Woman on there, um, and I'm here to set the example for individuals who need a change in their life. Everybody needs some motivation. Everybody needs some inspiration. Check out our page. We have superhero workouts. We're going to be launching um, a brand new fit kit pretty soon, and we have a YouTube channel. So please check that out. Um, my email is monica at superheroesnutrition.com. So like I said, if you're looking for a change, you want to get fit, and you need some extra push in the right direction, then this is the cert- uh, certainly the place to get started. Thanks so much. Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's Connor Justice of the Inland Empire 66ers, and you're listening to the All Angels Podcast. It is your boy Johnny Blaze back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Pass Podcast. Joined as always with Daniel Garcia and Dan, Daniel. <laughs> Dan, Daniel. Daniel Garcia. Welcome to the show again, everybody. Everybody who's on uh, YouTube, welcome to the show. Everyone listening to us on the iTunes podcast site, thank you for subscribing and thank you for listening to our show. Um, uh, pretty, I guess, enter- a good week again for the Angels. We've been saying that lately. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I mean, better than saying, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> but it could always be worse. Right. So we're still in the thick of everything. Well, uh, well, how many half, games back? Half we? game. Just half, half game. Half game. Going into today's game. It's the 24th of August. So we're playing the uh, Rangers right now. And as we're recording, we have the game in front of us. We're losing 2 nothing, But as we all know, the Angels can come back, especially from a 2 nothing need. That's nothing. Um, but anything you want to get into right away, Daniel, that you want to talk about? Because uh, since we don't really have, I mean, 
Not that it wasn't an exciting week, but I mean, there's I guess there's a lot of things to cover. Yeah, but. I mean, it wasn't anything going crazy this last week. You know, fairly calm. We went three and three. I mean, from the last podcast, so right. you know, um, average week. You know, you're still in the thick of it. You're only a half a game back, so that's always good. Um, you know, so it's just one of those. Again, people say the dog days of summer. You know, some some weeks are really great, some weeks are average, and some weeks are bad. But as long as we can keep pace with everyone else, we'll be all right. That's right, and like we've mentioned in the podcast before, we need other teams to lose, and it's kind of been like when they when we lose, they lose, which right. is kind of a good thing. But when we win, they, they win. win. So you're not able to really get a whole bunch of uh, space. Yeah. So know? then, and Seattle's right behind us, and then you have Minnesota, you have uh, Kansas City. Right. Uh, so it's it's a race there to to see who pulls that off. We're not that far behind the Rangers at the uh, I mean the Yankees either. We're about what three, maybe four games back. Uh, the first last like, yeah, that's about time. So right. they lost today. The Yankees. They lost ten to six. And if you guys, I know this is all Angels podcast. And, I'm and sure they lost the fight. Yeah, they got in the fight. <laughs> Punches were thrown. And I don't know how many were landed, um, but there was a skirmish. Uh, so the wild card things are right in front of me. We're currently tied for second with Minnesota. Kansas City's a half game back. Okay, Seattle's so a half game back. Even Texas is a game and a half back. Right. So that means Minnesota lost their game today. Right. Because we were, they were a half. So, again, if we win, if the Angels win, we'll be a half game into the into the wild card because we'll gain a full game. So, you know, just you got to keep on hoping that teams in front of you lose, and they have. We Now the Angels just have to take advantage of it. I mean, there's no more bad weeks or bad two weeks. The Angels have to bring it every, every week now and at least have a Savage a split in every series from here on out. They right. can't afford to lose series. Right. Yeah, you got to win every series. You got to go into each game saying, or each series saying, we got to win the series, at least win the series. I mean, you want to win every game, but this is baseball. You don't win every single game. Right. So you're going to lose a game here or there. You got to go into the mentality. And if Socha had said this years ago, we go in trying to win the series. So you win each series, you should be okay, you know? And uh, that should take care of itself. You guys, you take care of business, then you don't have to worry about anybody else. You win your games, and that's all that matters. But as far as these last six games or whatever it was since, since our last podcast, the return of Andrew Heaney uh, yes. obviously has been uh, some people. Um, you can't please everybody. And you know, you know just as well as anybody, Daniel, since you're an admin on the Halo Haven page and you see yeah. all the... You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. It's just like being a GM in baseball. If you make a trade for a guy, and he's a retina player, you get up there. The people get upset at you, and if you don't trade for a guy, well, they get mad at you because you kept the, the the team the same. Same thing with a player. If you pitch well one day, in the next game, they can forget about you and be completely upset. So Heaney coming back from injury yeah. hasn't been great. No, but I mean. Who else do we got? People are saying, "Oh, why'd they go with Heaney? Why couldn't they go with somebody else?" You have else? to work him, and even 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 if it's not, even if he's not going to be himself for the rest of the year, you still need to be able to to work him in and get him reps, get him innings. Because at the end of the day, the best thing that they can do is also get him ready for next year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the biggest thing. You know, he's only had two starts against a really good Baltimore offense and against a really good. Texas offense so you know both five innings you don't like his ERA up around where it is you have nine runs total his ERA is at about an 8.10 so there were some good things last night if you watched the game last night on Wednesday night uh, his velocity seemed to be up a little bit he was able to have a little bit more movement it's just you know if it wasn't for a guy named Beltre who huh. gave you know or a guy named Machado, I think his outings would be a totally different. I mean, two guys are really the only ones that got him. Right. You know, yeah, he's giving up other homers, other dudes, but, I mean, you take away those multi-home run games, Right. he's doing fine. So, you know, you, you try to hope that he has maybe another start to kind of work the kinks out and he can get back to where he was with pre-Tommy John. And and the thing is, too, I would, like I text you during the game, I said, solo shots don't hurt us. Right. Uh, especially after Valbuena uh, tied the game up. Oh, it looks like my Napoli took one deep to center. Uh, gone. Yep. 3 nothing Texas lead as of right now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Where was I going with this? Oh, uh, solo shots won't hurt him. Um, and like you said, uh, if a, just uh, certain things just didn't go his way. Up. Certain pitches, maybe he shouldn't have pitched in a certain situation. Beltre got to him. Machado got to him. Yeah. You make... A different pitch. It's a whole different story. We could be talking about Heaney being two and zero with a three point something ERA. Right, and, and 
Inches. I, yeah, it's, and that's the crazy thing too. You can't miss with guys like that, with like like a Machado, especially now on the streak he is. He's on. He has like seven home runs in the last ten games or eleven games, something crazy like that. And Beltre, well, he's a Hall of Famer, so he's always. If you leave anything over the middle, he's gonna take advantage of it. He just is how he's always been. That's how, yeah, his whole career has been. So, you know, tough outings for Haney. Hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, he's able to kind of work into it. Um, I don't want to say it was the adrenaline because it was his first home start in over a year, a year and a half. But hopefully, that's all it was, and so you're able to bounce back for his next start. Yeah, but aside from that, I mean, Skaggs has been pretty good. He hasn't the, the win loss thing hasn't gone his way yet, but he's kept us in games, and Skaggs has been pitching pretty good. Right. Um, now JC Ramirez is down. Right. And Scribner got the start today. Any word, Daniel, or do you know uh, when Scribner should be or uh, JC should be back? I know they placed him on the ten day DL. Yeah, I, they haven't said anything for sure. They just know that it was a, it was a uh, sprain. Or, uh, you know, something small, you know, what they're saying again, so take it for what it's worth. But, no, they didn't say anything. They said they're going to push him back just because for him to start on today, which is Thursday, he would have had to throw a bullpen on Tuesday, and they knew he wasn't going to be ready to do that. Right. So they just pushed him back, put on the 10-day DL, um, just to be able to get some more people up. Not a big deal. So hopefully it's nothing major. Maybe hopefully he's able to start again in the middle of next week, I'm thinking. But, again, what they say the Angels say on what is actually true are two different things. You know, they're they're not the way I look at injuries in general, they don't need to tell us exactly what's wrong. They don't need to tell us, you know, that that the exact diagnosis, but at the same time we don't have to believe them for what they say. It's kinda of take it with a grain of salt. So right. you know, they say spraying something minor, so hopefully next week, if it's not next week then hopefully it's nothing super major. And and to speak about the Angels rotation, everyone's been saying how Injured we have been and all that. And this speaks a lot about the Angels creation where, where a guy like J.C. Ramirez, who has been a workhorse for us and has been a key contributor to this pitching rotation and, and, and a key contributor to where the Angels are right now, it says a lot about a, a rotation that, you know, he can miss a start and we're not fully out of the game. I mean, Scribner's down 3-0 right now, but, I mean... You can go with a guy like Scribner. You know, we've got we've we've gone to guys like Meyer. We've gone to a guy like Bridwell, who's now set himself in that rotation. Yeah, I think Bridwell. It's you know, knock on wood, anything as long as he stays healthy, that's his spot in the rotation. I can't see him. I mean, for whoever comes up, whether it's it's Richards, whether it's you know um, JC or anything like that, I can't see them moving him anywhere out of that spot because in my eyes, he's earned it for just the last you know for being a rookie and being able to do what he's done. There's no way he's probably the one guy in that rotation right now that is there. He's going to be there. He should right. stay there for the rest of the season. Right. And speaking about Gary Richards, good segue. It looks like he's getting ready to come back. He right. pitched a simulated game in the Arizona Fall League or Arizona League. Arizona League, yeah. It was. Um, I don't know if it was considered like a, a Arizona. No, I know it's not the Fall League. Summer. Like, yeah, some like summer uh, game. Yeah, just one of those kind of. Scrimmages. Yeah, we have with like a lot of the rookies and, right. and high school prospects that are just trying to get their you know get their legs underneath them. So right. you know we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's you know somewhat good news coming out of it. So yeah, I mean anything where Garrett is throwing and pitching is a good thing because otherwise he's limited on or he's long tossing. Right. Pitching in actual situations is big. Now I've said it before. I'm not going to count my. You know, eggs before they hatch. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath on Garrett Richards anymore because, as sad as I hate to say this, the guy was always getting hurt. So I'm not gonna, you know, put all my chips on the table with Garrett Richards. Right. But if we could get him back, obviously I'll take him. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, who who leaves the rotation if Garrett Richards comes back? Right. And then again, it goes back to the whole JC thing. If it is more serious than what they're saying, then I guess that's an easy kind of yeah. Uh, spot from the fill, but if you have J.C. Haney, Skaggs, Bridwell, there is that fifth spot, you know. So I guess he could fill that. But again, um, this is from the 21st. He threw his first uh, against live hitters for the first time since April. There's no timetable for Richard's return, but the Halos are hope that he can come back at some time next month. Mm -hmm. So. You know, if, if he can... Stretch, run. Yeah, if he can give you innings down the back end to where, you know, they're functional innings and they're, and they're good innings, then yeah, you always will take that. But again, kind of like what you were saying, like, it's not worth anything to count on. Like, yeah, if it's great, it's great. If not, then, you know, I didn't get my hopes up kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. So, 
again, the, the rotation is something we talk about every week because again, every Seems week like it changes, changes, yeah. changes every week. Somebody goes down. This week it was JC JC Ramirez's turn. You know the whole just. I mean, it's been a a, a carousel of pitchers coming in or starting pitchers for the Angels. Mm-hmm. And again, I just have to come just the where they're at for what has happened. Is nothing short of almost a miracle because this team should be totally counted on. Their hashtag is shock them. Yeah. And if we do, I mean, if we do make the, the second wild card or the first wild card and we get in there, we, I mean, I think that's a fitting little hashtag is shocking them because really? no one really expected them to be there um, considering all the injuries, the uh, injury to Mike Trout even. So with that being said, let's talk about the offense. Luis Valbuena uh, coming yeah. through. He's over 200. I told you guys, we were at the game on Tuesday. <laughs> Was it Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday? Tuesday. It was so long, it almost bled into Wednesday. God, I, you know, I had to be at work at 4.30 in the morning, so I had to leave early. It was like 8.30 when I left, and we were barely finishing the third inning. I left on the top of the fourth, had to be at work. <laughs> you stuck it out. You're yeah. a savage. Yeah, me and my girlfriend were just kind of, hey, you know, if we, if we want, we can leave. I know it's getting late, and I think when I looked down at the seventh inning stretch, it was somewhere around like 10.15, 10.20. Like, we are only at the seventh inning stretch, so... The pitch count after one inning, I think I think Nolasco threw thirty pitches in the first inning. Well, both pitchers were like yeah. really working hard. To... After thir- after three, it was like at seventy. Right. You know, I don't think Ricky got out of the fourth and he pitched ninety. I think he threw a hundred pitches. Something crazy like that. That is yeah. insane. Like that is the slowest game ever. And it was it was a one nothing game when I left. And right. you know, it was eight thirty. So, you know, I actually ended up being a blowout, but it started off as a slow game. And it just, oh, man, it took forever. But um, Luis Valbuena has been coming through. You said he was batting. You had his numbers. Yeah, for um, the last just seven games. So I know it's kind of a small sample, but you like it because it, it kind of um, it shows a kind of a progression. But uh, let's go last last eight games. I got last game last eight games he's played. He's batting 429, on base 571. That's with uh, five home runs, 11 RBIs, five Seven walks, which I think is the bigger deal. You like his power numbers because you kind of brought him in to be that power bat. But if he's someone that can work a count and get on base, you'll yeah. take that every time also. Absolutely. And uh, he has been uh, – it seems like he comes through with a hit in the clutch, which is even greater. But he's over 200 finally. Um, so he just needed to kind of get – it took him this on, but better late than ever. Right. Late August, early September is when you need a guy to really come through. And the Angels having a guy, a left-handed bat, and Luis Valbuena uh, uh, in that lineup is is, is going to be crucial down the stretch. And if he got he got hot at the right time, hopefully he stays hot. Knock yeah. on wood, and uh, we're good there. Um, the thing is, when Escobar comes back, right, which should do we be... do the lefty-righty thing with him and Crone? I'd rather see the lefty-righty thing with him and Unel. Right. And kind of keep Crone where he's at because he's not doing bad at all right now. And you now scheduled, if everything goes the way they think, you know, he reacts well to workouts, he reacts well to treatment. They are shooting for the 29th of this month. So okay. next week, that's what they're shooting for, for Unel's uh, return. But me personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Unel and Valbuena do the lefty-righty uh, platoon because Crone is doing really well right now. Crone, I think, has very easily has um, started heating up and getting on those... Those hot streaks we were talking about before, so. Well, yeah, and then uh, so staying in line with the offense, Mike Trout uh, still batting over 330, 26 right. home runs. Um, Albert had a game where he had two home runs. Yeah, he's gonna do week, that. Like with Albert at this point, he'll have a game where it's awesome. He'll have two home runs, or he'll have a home run and four RBIs, or something like that. But. To sit there and kind of expect it game out, game in, game out. He's not at that point of his career anymore where you can look at him and, and, and have crazy numbers through for a week. He might have a game here or there, but you also got to expect the, you know, one for four, oh for four, yeah. you know, games because they're going to be mixed in there. That's just kind of how he is at this point. And, and uh, we joke about it, uh, double play machine. Yeah. Howie number two. Um, what I was talking to Chris Carrier Johnson about about a week ago was or at the game on Tuesday was, you know, the frustration of most of the fans, the Angels fans, is the, the dude's not batting over 300. And, and we get it. He's older. His bat speed's not there. He gets jammed a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think what upsets what, what upsets uh, what upsets me the most more than anything, I think, is the decline of how it happened. It happened so fast. It yeah. Like, he got here and he went from 
300 to 260 to 240 to a 270. Now he's like, what, 230? Yeah, this year he's at a 231 right now. So I will take 30 home runs yeah. and 100 RBIs. With a 250 average. Well, he might get 100 RBIs before. Probably I don't think way. he's doing the 30. Not 30. Runs. No, he's at 19 right now. He's at 79 RBI. So the 100 RBI is very, very possible. And again, he, that's what I'm saying. He'll have those games where he'll get go two for four with five RBIs. Yeah. He'll have those games. Like you can you can make sure he's going to have those games throughout the, throughout the year. But they just don't come as common as they used to. Right. I mean, I think I still believe he's the team leader in RBIs. So. Yeah. Um, you know, he, you you don't mind a production like if you were to put like a blind blindfold over everybody and say these are the numbers, you like okay that's not terrible. But the fact that is what you're paying them is what you're paying yeah, them. That's that's, that's, that's where the disconnect I think is between fans and him is that we're paying you all this money, we should get more. But at the same time, it's like you also paid an old man. What did you expect to happen? <laughs> an older man. So you know, again, if, if you were, if you had him at half price, you'd be loving this. You'd be like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. You know. We we getting good production, but with that price tag, it's you got to think you know you yeah. want more. And it's backroaded. It's a backroaded contract too, so we're paying. Hopefully, for just another, but just another four years. So. Not much production, but you know he's the good thing about it is he's a DH doesn't have right. to play first base. So we don't right. have to worry about that. But I don't know. Um, he really hasn't been coming through in clutch situations as a not, No, not as much as you would want. No. Yeah, and that, and that's a problem. You know, he's batting third in the lineup, and that's a spot where a guy needs to come through. And uh, I hate to rag on the guy and say he's not doing this, he's not doing that, but he's batting third in the lineup. And I think him maybe, I don't know, I guess it's, I think Sosha said a while ago he's not dropping him below third or fourth. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And I think... Man, that's that's, that's and that's the hard part with yeah. and I think you even saw that with Jeter towards the end of his career. The Yankees weren't really dropping him in the lineup at all either. Right. right. But you know, so you just hope that you kind of bank on him having a couple of those good games and picking you up. But um yeah, his last his last eight games have been, you know, batting two thirty five with, you know, eight hits and two home runs, seven RBIs. So again, it's not he just doesn't get on base. Yeah. He just does not get on base. It's almost like a literally a, is either a single, a home run, or an out. It, there's no more. There's nothing really left from the do other than yeah. that. And there's our special guest making the appearance on the show. Another hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert Pujols uh, situation. Um, now, bullpen. Bud Norris came in yesterday. Almost gave him a heart attack. Again. Yeah. What do you think is going on with Bud? Is it just fatigue? Is it him being in a situation that he's not used to being in? I don't know how much of it is fatigue just because of the fact that he used to be a starter. So if you look at his, his innings pitch, like he's only at 49 right now. Right. You're talking about someone whose career high is 160, 186 uh, innings. So it's not like innings-wise he should be tired. And I think it's just kind of one of those yips. Where yeah. something gets in your head and maybe you now, mental, yeah, mental. now you know, oh my, my fastball isn't moving as much. Let me try a little bit harder. And now you're overthrowing it. Because I, I believe his biggest things too is just that he's falling. And a lot of the pitchers, you know, I guess pitchers in general, when you fall back in the count, now you're forced to put something in the strike zone. And a lot of these good hitters now are waiting for that and taking advantage of it. So again, he's only pitched 49 innings, so it's not like he's he's never done it before. Right. You know what I mean? So. Before this year, or, you know, 42 innings, what he did last year, but that was because of the injury thing. But, you know, I don't I don't believe it's the innings thing. I don't believe it's any of that. I just think mostly it's, it's probably just a mental game by now because I, I, I just I don't see it. I don't. It's just he comes into the game, and I am, like, nervous. Right. And it's because of the last, what, eight games, nine games? Yeah. He's or since a, All-Star break? Yeah, pretty much since All-Star break. I mean, he hasn't had the most consistent – uh, post All Star break, you would like or you're hoping for going into the All Star break, right? But you kind of have to now. He's one of the guys, especially with all your guys kind of getting hurt, and um, you know, there's nothing, nothing you can do. You have to keep him in there. And so, as of right now, we don't have a set closer. Sosa's never no. really had a set closer all season. Um, it's a whole, it's a closer by, by committee. committee right and now. we talked about that a little bit last week yeah. with uh, Keegan Cam. Um, Bud, uh, Petit was in there for a little bit. Uh, I don't think Parker's had a chance yet. He's usually at the most the seventh, eighth, eighth, eighth inning guy. guy. But yeah. I, I think honestly they're just trying to to 
to run the hot hand out there and and hopefully it, it works out for them. But right. again, we don't have a dominant closer. You know, maybe that's something they can work on the spring. Maybe if, if uh, or develop a guy like Keenan, Keenan or like Cam, Cam, because Cam was supposed to be that supposed to be that guy. He was right. supposed to be that guy. So injury derailed that. So hopefully, when they go into spring training next year, they can again go with that plan and saying, "Hey, Cam, you're the ninth. Keegan, you're the eighth. And if everyone stays healthy, they can run through the season with that and not have to worry about juggling." Right. Because you now, you know, the injury bug hit, and now you're juggling everybody. So Yeah, I mean, no Houston Street. Bailey back on the DL again. Right. Um, so, I mean, the guys that the Angels were looking to close games aren't, aren't the other aside from Cam, are not available. You know, mm-hmm. Houston Street, I think, you know, uh, I don't know. Is there yeah, a, Houston Street, uh, I think he's going to right? start throwing. And they, same but, thing. He, he, he said he hopes, or I, don't, I didn't see, I can't remember if it was a statement by the Angels about him personally, but... They were hoping for him to get back by the last couple weeks of the season. So, I mean, I don't know. But at this point, he's not a closer. No, he's not a closer. I, I think he's probably a seventh-inning guy. Has to be. Especially Eight. with the stuff that he throws now. You know, he's in change-ups and sinkers. Yeah, because even when he had that really good year for the Angels, it wasn't like he was blowing gas by everybody. Right. He was working a lot of on his control. Pitch to contact. Yeah, get a lot of ground balls and being able to do that. But, again, if your sinker's not sinking, it's just a, a BP fastball for the most part. So... Hopefully, you know, he comes back and he's able to contribute at some some way. You know, if that's a 17 guy, if it's a, a guy that eats up innings at the back end of a blowout game, then cool, whatever. But, you know, see what happens with him. But he has been a little bit of a disappointment for the for the, for the the year so far. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't want to say that going into the season we look to him to be the closer. Yeah, um, he kind of felt like the torch was going to be passed yeah, after. Yeah, it was getting ready to happen. Right. Then Cam got hurt. Right. So... so. And like we talked about in the last podcast, a guy like Blake Parker has emerged yes. to be one of those late inning guys. So now it's easier for the Angels to say, "Well, Cam's our dude," because now we got a guy in Blake Parker who can be our eighth inning guy. We have a guy in Keenan Middleton who can be our seventh inning guy. And I like the way it's setting up for us in the future because you have the seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys. And you never know what the Angels can do picking up maybe a key free agent. Who knows? Someone right. comes out, emerges. Um, few little transactions. The Angels signed Fernando Salas to a minor league deal. So he's in AAA right now. He had about two good seasons for the Angels. Right. And then kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Kind of just like, oh, man, you know. Um, see, the dog agrees. Not 100% on Fernando. But I think if Fernando could regain what he had in St. Louis and even with the Angels the first year or two, He'd be solid for the Angels, maybe a fifth, sixth inning guy, long guy. Yeah, he's with a forty-man rotation expanse, he's gonna come. Yeah, but I say he'll game. definitely be one of those guys that comes up. Yeah, he spent the last uh, looks like the last New York. Yeah, the last two seasons in New York, uh, 2016, 2017. You know, and uh, uh, looking at his numbers this year, Not you know, very impressive. six, yeah, six ERA, forty-eight games pitched. Um, 45 innings. So, yeah, not not what he was before with the Angels. But, you know, you kind of hope maybe he gets back in some more familiar settings, you know, and, and it helps him. But, you know, again, not a bad thing to have when you bring when you expand the rosters to have guys that eat up innings for your right. – when you so you don't have to burn your, your Parker, your – Right. And this is Keegan. a guy that can close games. He was a closer in St. Louis before. He was a key contributor to that St. Louis World Championship Open. So even if he's not closing games, he can be one of those guys who can – kind of teach the younger guys like Keenan Middleton, Cameron Rosian what it ne- what needs to be done to close games, you know, the mentality of a closer. Um, so adding him, I think, was actually kind of low-key, a pretty good move. Right. I mean, you know? it's just one of those low-risk moves. Like, if it works out and he's able to contribute, yeah. then great. You, just, you spend no money on it. You Little pick money, him up yeah, from, yeah, you, like a minor league deal. Yeah. Not a very big deal. And if it doesn't work, it's a no-risk. Okay, yeah. cool. We'll release him at the end of the year. We're going our way. Yeah. No money owned. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those... You throw out a flyer on a guy, and if he ends up turning it around, great. If not, then, you know, you don't lose anything. No big deal. Yeah. So that, that in a nutshell, has been the Angels' week. Um, we'll get into the poll, and we'll get into some uh, viewer or uh, fan questions in a minute here. But uh, last Friday, uh, we, well, myself and Chris Security Johnson were able to get uh, – our media passes, right? Our media credentials, credentials. for the Inland Empire 66ers Class A uh, Advanced Class A affiliate yeah. of the Angels. And this segment of the... We want to call... I don't know. Did we come up with a name, Curator, for this segment of... Nothing, right? We haven't <laughs> came up with a name yet. But we want to incorporate 
you know, the future of the Angels, uh, Class A guys. Um, we we'll, can call it Down on the Farm. Down on the Farm. There you go. There you go. Or do you want to call it, something happened in the middle of our interview with this guy that we'll get into. We could also name it. Sound the horn. Sound the horn. Sound the horn. <laughs> but it's a working title. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. But we want to. We want to incorporate. They're right here. The Inland Empire sixty sixers. We're based. The Halo Haven headquarters is based out of Riverside. Inland Empire sixty sixers are what 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah. Why not get interviews? Go down on the farm. I like the farm thing. Go down. Go down to the farm and check out uh, Class A baseball. And then right now the Angels have a guy in Jamai Jones. Who has been lighting up the Cal League yes. right now? And as of right now, do you have any numbers on him, Daniel? I don't, because minor league numbers are kind of hard to find. But, but see. as of he had a twenty-some odd games hitting streak, right? right? Since he got called up, it since, was yeah. Since the first, very first day he got called up to the uh, 66ers. he is a really well-spoken young man, nineteen years old. Uh, Chris and I were able to shake hands with the guy, sit down. In the dugout of the Atlanta Empire 66ers in San Manuel Stadium, and talked to Jamai Jones, and kind of just got to know him a little bit. We asked him a few questions about the minor league level and and whatnot. So, don't have a name for the segment yet, but we're gonna try to start incorporating Inland Empire 66ers baseball into our podcast as much as we can. We have a sit down interview with Jamai Jones, um, one of the highest rated prospects in the Angels farm system. Um, this is our sit down interview conducted on last Friday. From Salmon Ross Stadium. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Johnny Maggs from the All Angels Podcast, live at Salmon Ross Stadium, the home of the Inland Empire 66ers, uh, Class A affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels. I'm here with Jemiah Jones of the Inland Empire 66ers. Jemiah, thanks you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem, bro. So, what everybody wants to know is pretty much the adjustment that you've made from Burlington coming here what's what adjustments did you have to make and what what the game the game speed what's what's the difference i mean it's definitely a lot better pitchers here it's a lot better competition overall i mean it's jump up from low a so you know that you're going to be facing better guys of the organization and i mean there are guys that jump from here to the big leagues so you know that you're going to see amazing competition just throughout every single organization that you play and the biggest adjustment I made was just keeping things simple, not right. trying to do too much at the plate nor on the field, just sticking to my strengths and relying on my other guys in the lineup and on the field with me to do their jobs and back me up when I needed help. So without the help of the guys on the team and these coaches that have been here, I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Now, you jumped straight from high school into professional baseball, right? You played rookie ball and then moved forward from there. Um, you're from Georgia, right? I am. Correct. All right. So... California, San Bernardino, the weather. I mean, we, you know, our podcast. We, we like to talk about baseball. We like to talk about personal stuff too, as well. You know, how do you like the weather out here in California? It's good. I mean, we were just in like Elsinore, and I mean, once the sun goes down, it's amazing baseball weather. So I've been enjoying every bit of it. In Georgia, it's a little more humid, right? A little higher temperature, so it can get a little get a little sweaty at times. But but out here, I mean, everything's been great. I've been really enjoying California. So awesome. So now. Um, were you in camp this year for, the, for with the Angels breaking into Tempe? I was not in big league camp. Okay, no. so you were in the minor league camp. I was on the minor league. So, side. how was the minor league camp for you? This obviously your first time there. How was it uh, learning the the whole major league, or not just major league, but the minor league Angel experience? I was actually my second. Oh, your second. I'm sorry, your second. second training, okay. So more of just knowing my routine, knowing what right. I was going to do day in day out, knowing not to take it too seriously because it's spring training but right. at the same time I mean working as hard as I can on everything I can fix before the season starts so spring training for me is more of a time of finding myself I have about a month to find my group find what feels right what right. doesn't feel right and get it from there awesome now um, once you break camp you know we all try to figure out like you know obviously you don't know where you're going but once you know where you're going what mindset do you have like okay I'm gonna go here what 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 how do you go about, this is where I'm going to go, I need to make, you know, take the proper steps or whatnot? No matter where I get put, I mean, if I come back here next year, if I, you know, something happens, I go to Burlington or wherever I am that day, or I'm going to play as hard as I can. There's no adjustment made to, I'm going to play this way if I go here, I'm going right. to play this way if I go there. It's it's day in, day out, the same me that you're going to get on and off the field, regardless of what affiliate I'm at. So I know just from... 
my experiences at pro ball, just being trying to be the same guy day in, day out, regardless of where my feet are that day. If it happens to be in high one year, double A the next year, I mean, you're going to see the same guy, same kid smiling, same energy playing. Awesome, awesome. Now, how was riding the roads in the Cal League, the stadiums that you see? Uh, I know you said you were just in Lake Alston. That's a beautiful stadium. Um, how do you like the, the stadiums in the Cal League? I really enjoy them. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely a different change of scenery right. than Iowa is, and it's beautiful oh, out yeah. here. All these fields are great condition, great people, great setups. I mean, it's it's definitely been a fun experience, and I've definitely been enjoying my time. Awesome. Now, the final question I'll give to you is, being a part of the Angels organization, you know, the Angels uh, in recent years, from the last 15 to 20 years, have been a, a class, class organization, um, you know, um, since they won the World Series in 02, they've, they've kind of stepped their game up and they're looked upon in Major League Baseball as an organization that puts out quality teams. How does it feel to be a part of the Angels organization? It's amazing. I'm more than blessed to be a part of the Angels organization. It's definitely an opportunity that I've been looking forward to ever since I started playing baseball that a pro team would select me in the Angels, made step one of my dream come true by taking me. And it's been great. These coaches, the upper staff, Billy Epler, everybody that has come in contact with me since I've been drafted has been nothing but on the side, nothing but on the side of amazing to me. And the organization that we have right now, I think, is starting to be very strong. We've made some really key draft guys, and made some really good drafts over the last couple of years with some great players on and off the field. So, with the help of these players who are high athlete, high level energy, high ceiling guys, with Billy Upper smart. Sound the horn. Sound the horn. Yeah. And the entire front office working together. I, I definitely think there's special things to come in this organization. Awesome. That's great to hear, Jemiah. Thank you for joining us on the All Angels Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Double A? Yeah, he might break camp and go to Six Sixers for like a week, week or two just yeah. to get into kind of like some kind of rhythm. And then the first the first shot, he probably sees some kind of a rhythm. He might just go straight to triple because that's, that's common too to see a guy go straight, yeah. straight from. And uh, Middleton, I believe, did that last year. He went straight from, from single A. And then at the beginning of this year, he was in Salt Lake. And he was only there for, I believe, like a month or two. Right. And got called up because of the, like I said, because of the injuries. And, you know, um, depending on what they do in the offseason with who they bring up and who they don't bring up, um, or re-sign him, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, he could easily fill in a, a gap there at the AAA level that, you know, one of those guys might get brought up that's doing well over there. 19 years old, so he's got time to develop. Yeah, oh, no yeah. No rush. No rush at all. You know, he's, he's played with, with the Atlanta Empire now for 31 games. Um, he's batting 362, which is crazy, and four home runs. Um, you don't see power a lot in the minor league levels because they're still working on their swing. They're still yeah, working on the yeah. kinks. So the power numbers are hit or miss. You know, you don't want to look too much into them. Um, but 14 RBIs, 9 walks, so he's working counts. Uh, but no, I think the biggest thing you can do right now is look at his like, on-base percentage, his average, his OPS. And that's all really high. And that's with a jump over the last month or so to another level. It wasn't like... He was struggling, he was struggling, and they put him up, or he finally got on a hot streak, and he was able to get his numbers back up. No, they put him up in a higher level, and then straight from there, he just took off. He didn't. There was no in-between period to where, let me get used to the upper upper uh, competition. Right. So, uh, we the season for the Inland Empire 66ers is, I think, I believe this is their last, yeah. last home game for sure. Um, so, we have a couple of interviews under our belt, so we will... We will bring those up in future podcasts, uh, but you know, hopefully, as moving forward next season, we'll be able to to go to more games and talk to the farm guys a little bit more. So yeah, so yeah, so hopefully, and again, the whole credential thing, where we're able to talk to these players, it was kind of late in our development. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't like we were had them for the whole year and just finally decided to use them. No, yeah. like that's something we've been trying to work on, or you've been working on more so um, to try to get those. So now that we kind of know the process, know who to talk to, know who to. Know who to uh, to communicate with now hopefully by the next season we'll be able to start doing this from yeah. from beginning to end and not you know giving you interviews of guys and hopefully fingers crossed joe adele's there next year the oh, number one pick yeah. from this year that'll be a great interview to have for next year right. and just you know 
whatever players kind of pop up. Because again, this uh, uh, Jones, he was the, the second round pick, or, right? Yeah, second. So he wasn't even the first round pick. So you know, maybe there'll be a guy that that shows out in spring training and he's up there and he the next you know nineteen twenty year old that the Angels are looking forward to getting ready there. But yeah, so hopefully next year with this whole. We'll have a we'll have a title definitely by then. We'll have a <laughs> we'll have a more interviews and more be able to give you more of the the lower levels and just interviews with guys that that we feel that you should know the part right. you don't know and just kind of keep an eye out. Say, oh look at this guy, he's in Double A now, he's in Triple A. Oh, I remember when they did an interview with him when he was in Single A. So yeah. hopefully this time next year we'll have you know quite a bit of these interviews going on. Right, and a big thank you to the Inland Empire Six- yes. Sixers. For giving us the opportunity hopefully moving forward we can build a relationship for next season big thank you to, the, to fernando the photographer do you happen to know his instagram tag curator at 66ers baseball photography at on, instagram. on instagram so give him a follow he's at almost every game he does great photos he's right up there in the dugout so he has a lot of good photos there too yeah he helped us out tremendously uh chris and i while we were there uh, on friday uh kind of this is who this is. This guy's, you know, right. he does this, he does that. So he kind of gave us a heads up on what to do and where to be. And we big shout out to him. Big shout out to Joe uh, Hudson, the general manager of the Atlanta Empire 66ers, also for taking the time to sit with us. Uh, we'll hear that interview uh, in a later podcast. Um, but the whole 66ers organization shaking our hands, telling us thank you for coming. I we really appreciate it. Thank you yeah, guys so much. Of, yeah, I mean, I didn't go with them to that interview, but every time we're there, they always seem to, you know, do everything really well. From when they have the the rehab guys there yeah. to you know just any other kind of ball game, the promotional items they do are really great. The bobbleheads. So you know if you're anywhere near San Manuel Stadium in San Bernardino, you know I, I highly suggest next year checking them out. Tickets are cheap. Yeah. Um, you know parking's cheap. Hot dogs are cheap. It's just a good if you like just baseball. You're not worried about you know Major League Baseball or anything like that. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. There's not a bad seat in the house, but yeah, definitely check out a '66 game. All right, so moving forward from that, not a hot issue topic, but between us, it's kind of been Yeah, a I mean, topic. it's always fun to talk about, yeah. So the Angels, or Major League Baseball, is having a players weekend. And so the players will be using jerseys, alternate jerseys, with their nicknames on the back. You had a poll, right? Was it Right, yeah, we question? did a poll. Again, if you don't follow our uh, Halo Haven... Uh, group on Facebook. Just look up Halo Haven. It's a private group. Uh, put in a request. Uh, Chris or I will approve you through there. And then it's just, again, it's just a group for Angel fans to chat, bring up topics, um, you know, about the game that day, about stuff that's happening in the week. Um, but every week since we started doing this podcast more regularly, I've tried to put a question on there. So this week was just, you know, a simple question. Are you in favor of the players or do you like the the jerseys for the players weekend with the whole you know nickname and all that stuff and 80 68 uh, percent said yes and you know 32 said no and you know you have your old school guys in there that said i like it old school keep it how it is because you know if you do look at the jerseys they are kind of two-tone and different colors angels are uh, red and blue but then you go over to miami and it's like baby blue and orange like and miami vice kind of stuff so yeah. So, you know, so it all it all kind of gets depends on where you stand on the old school, new school. I like the idea. Personally, I voted. I'm not a big fan of it. My whole thing is I think it could be better. I like the idea of giving players an opportunity to kind of express themselves so they're able to wear certain cleats. Like, you know, usually you have to kind of keep your cleats in a certain uh, box. It has to be, you know, yeah, team, team color, somewhat uniform. MLB approved. approved. Yeah. Now, for the for this weekend, like starting Friday, Friday to Sunday... They kind of can do whatever they want with their cleats. Uh, I believe socks are kind of up in the air. You can change socks and stuff like that. Um, the jersey nicknames, you know, is a big topic. But some of the jersey nicknames, though, are kind of like either they're so far in, they're like, oh, I didn't even know they called him that. And you kind of just went over your head. Or it's like, okay, that wasn't very original. You know, right. so you kind of you kind of wish that maybe the fans, I doubt, because fans would probably come up with some crazy stuff, but were able to pick their nicknames and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's kind of, again, it depends on who you are. Some of my, uh, for Angel Wise, some of my favorite ones was like Major Keys for with Milton's going to be wearing That's Slim. That's pretty good. Uh, Slim for Maven. So, you know, if you see Maven play, you know he, he's tall, yeah. skinny dude. Um, some of the ones that like, I wish they would have changed, like if you ever listen to any of the broadcasts or any of the pregame, postgame shows with uh, with uh, uh, Moda, uh, he always calls Cole Calhoun Rojo. Yeah. I would love to see Rojo on the back of his jersey, but it's going to be Coleman, which is like... 
Hmm. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Simmons would have loved to see the Simba. Simba. I would love to see the Simba. Uh, everyone calls him Simba since he started to now. So Simon, like I, I don't know, that's almost like his name already. So it's not that yeah. big of a different. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Trout with kid with like three eyes, five eyes. I'm like, I can see people. I think I remember people calling him that when he was like a rookie, a couple years. But I'm like, right. I was kind of hoping for like you know. There's a different nickname because to me it's like you don't. I, don't, I haven't heard like people. I'm looking for people. What when you go to the stands when you sit at a game and you hear people yelling "Go Trout, Go whatever," you hear "Go Simba," yeah. you, you know, you hear you know these nicknames. I'm looking for something like that, not right. just kind of basic. You so know? you don't like it? Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is there, and again, it's the first year they're doing this, so I'm sure they can kind of workshop it and make it better. Right. But I, the idea itself, I like. I like the idea of players because I think to help Major League Baseball, they need to get more right. players out there in the viewing public. And if they feel this is the way to do it, then that's the way to do it. But for what it is this year, the first year, I think you're going to have some kinks, and I think they have some kind of you know road bumps. Dan don't like it. Nice. No. Okay. Right. Dan. Daniel. I don't mind it. Um, it's something different, and I think Chris touched on this the other day. We were at the game. It's like you're getting a like a locker room perspective of the right. names that these guys are getting because we don't know. I didn't know. I know Luis. I'm trying. I know Luis Valbuena personally, and I didn't know that his nickname was Mono, right. which is like a doll or an action figure in Spanish. Like, where did that come from? I get what yeah, you're exactly. saying. Yeah, see that kind of stuff. I get like, what you're saying. I just would like it to be kind of like more fan because you're trying right. to draw fans. That's the right. big thing. So right. use what the fans call them. Right. You know Simba, what I mean? Simba for Simmons. Yeah, because. Because that's Perfect. what the fans, you're trying to draw more fans. And if, yeah. and if your nickname isn't what the fans recognize you as, then you're yeah. not drawing any yeah. fans in. You're just kind of being like, oh, well, I didn't get it. Okay, well. Or with, with Trout, it could have been Meteor or Millville Meteor. Yeah, I mean, and, Jersey. And there's, yeah, and there's some good ones out there. Like, don't get me wrong. Seeger. See, I love, okay. <laughs> so, um, Kyle Seeger, Seeger, he's the third baseman for the Mariners. Yes. His brother, if you don't know, is a shortstop for the Dodgers. And he's having a great year. He's, since he got brought up a couple years ago, it's awesome. So Kyle Seeger, his nickname on the back of his jersey is going to be Corey's brother. <laughs> and I think when I first saw that, that, that is super creative. That is super uh, funny. That kind of shows him like, yeah, I know I know where I am in the family pecking order yeah. kind of deal. So I think that was super funny. So don't get me wrong, Clutch for McCutcheon. Yeah, Again, that's, that's a nickname good. everyone knows him by. Yeah. Um, Judge is going to be All Rise. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, there's, cool. there are good ones out there. But I think the best ones are the ones where the fans... Know it where you can right. say if I tell you all rise who's that and you'd be like oh okay that's that's judge. judge or if I say clutch who's that oh that's McCutcheon Simba Simba oh Simmons but when I, you go out and if I were to say uh, Mono you, uh, is that on the Angels is that on another you yeah. know so I think there needs to be more kind of fan um, I get it you know that's my biggest thing and if it comes out next year and they do better then you know then great that's the whole idea the yeah, improve yeah. From improve it. from it yeah. That's good. I mean, I don't mind the the look of the Angels jersey. It's, right, it's, not, it's navy not blue with red, right? It's right. navy blue sleeves, red, whatever. Um, if they're cheap, I'll get one. Yeah, if. But I don't, yeah, yeah, I, I don't doubt know. it. Yeah. I need to doubt that. But, uh, <laughs> so 68%. So the majority of the fans. Majority, yeah. yeah majority. And I figured they would because, you know, it's, it's so cool. It's different. It's, yeah, it's cool to do something different because sometimes baseball does kind of get in their ways Yeah. where it's going to be kind of uniform the whole year through. And I right. like some of the other teams that where they incorporate their throwback uniforms maybe a little bit more than just like once or twice a year. So. Right. Any little change is a good change, so okay. not bad. Okay. Here's a question for you guys. This is actually coming from myself. If you guys had to wear a Players Weekend jersey, you're on the field, what would your nickname be on the back? We'll start with John. Well, mine's easy because um, big shout out to the Bearded Villains. I'm, a, I'm in a group called the Bearded Villains. We do charity work and we're a beard club. We do a lot of charity work, and uh, we actually had a successful back-to-school drive. Not to get too into that. But, however, they gave me a nickname on the count that I grow a pretty good beard, but I can't grow a pretty good mustache. My mustache is real wispy, so they call me Catfish. So my nickname is Catfish in the bearded villain world, in the bearded world. So Catfish would be on the back of my jersey, and my number would be 15 because Tim Salmon was my favorite baseball player of all time. And ever since I was 12 years old, I wore number 15. And even in college, I wore 15. So Catfish 15 would be mine. Uh, my number, because I played football in high school, so my number was 55. So I think I just, like, if you look at any of my kind of stuff, it's like 
you know, my email address has a 55 in it. My Twitter, you know, I used to have a 55 in it. Doesn't that? So I think my number will be 55. Okay. Um, nickname wise, I didn't get called a lot of nicknames like through high school and, and my adult life. But probably the one that I get mostly through family would be DJ, just because my middle name is Joseph. Okay. So, you know, I go hang out with my family, especially my mom's side. My uncle would be like, hey, DJ, hey, DJ, hey, DJ. Like, I can't remember the last time you actually called me by my actual name. So it will probably be DJ. Um, Again, number 55, so that would okay. probably be mine. Because, yeah, I don't have, you can call me Patches because I can't grow a beard. But, you know, <laughs> that's kind of my nickname for myself. <laughs> um, one question that was sent to us last night, uh, it was from, uh, on Twitter, Vanderhouse, H-A-U-S-E, Vanderhouse. The question was, on the next episode, can you guys please discuss how one of the all-time Angels franchise mistakes was not signing Adrian Beltre when they had the chance? Um, I do remember that somewhat. Um, I don't know how serious the Angels were about actually Cause, getting him cause at they, the Because they gave him a contract. They offered him a contract. Right. They off, so they, I mean, again, it was kind of like, well, here, we'll offer you if you come, great. Um, but Texas, Texas, you know, went above and beyond the yeah. contract. Yeah, so at a certain point, and again, like, I, I'm kind of vaguely familiar with how the contract was at the time. But I can't remember if there was necessarily a need for him right. at and that point. That's what I'm trying to remember. Right. I, I want to say at the time we had probably a guy like, and I know this sounds stupid, but maybe it was a guy like Brandon Wood who was an up and coming, right? And pro, you know, and coming into the big leagues, Brandon Wood was. We didn't know he was. He was so good in the minors. We're like, we have to give this kid a chance. You know, um, so you can't blame the Angels if that was the case. But I don't know for sure exactly what the situation at third base was at the time. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, a guy like Adrian Beltre, if we would, in retrospect, hindsight being 2020, sure, uh, we should have probably signed the guy. But again, I don't know details about how much more money the Rangers offer him. Right. I don't or, remember that, those kind of. Uh, yeah, like who was in the wings for the Angels at third base at the time. Right. So, so I'm trying to pull up the roster from the 2011 season, and that's when I believe. We had David Freeze then. So then. <laughs> yeah, you had a. Uh, no, it no, was. Kyospo. Oof. So then, yeah. <laughs> so it might have been just a strictly a number situation yeah, at the time. Yeah, maybe the Rangers said, here we go. I mean, Rangers coming off a World Series appearance that year. And it wasn't like they did horrible. They finished second. They had an 86 and 76 record. So at the time, you're probably thinking, we have a good enough team. We don't have to worry about it kind of deal. And, I mean, again, he's, I think I saw something on Twitter. He's like three months older than Pools. So, so if you're able to look back then and say, he's going to have this kind of career leading to this point, yeah. I don't think you would have believed him because it's like, you know what I mean? He, he, yeah, no, yeah. He was never, his hit total, if you guys don't know, he had like, well, he passed that uh, that hit total he just had like not too long ago. I'm not sure what the yeah. numbers are exactly. But, um, he's getting up there in hits. He's getting up there in hits, but he's, I don't think he's ever been a huge home run. He's been a consistent home like run 30, guy. Like 30, a year. Yeah, guy. so, you know. But that glove is phenomenal. His arm was great. Uh, his arm is still great, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's like one of the biggest. I think the biggest mistakes in Angel history is not signing, re-signing Nolan Ryan. Uh, they did have Vernon Wells on the roster at the time, so they right. could have had all. So, the, they had that big contract on the on the books too. We were getting close to signing uh, Pujols the year after, right? Um, so I don't want to blatantly call it one of the biggest mistakes. I mean, if you look at it now, okay, yeah, if we had a chance, maybe we should have. But I can say that you know the not signing of Nolan Ryan. Um, you know, you know, there's been trades here and there where you're like, oh, maybe we should like the Ronald Gritchick trade in retrospect. Maybe we should have kept Randall Gritchick. Randall, not Ronald. Uh, stuff like that is a, I, I, not signing a guy who wasn't on your team isn't a huge mistake in my book. It's just right. like you try to get him and it didn't pay off. Right. I mean, they probably, again, like I said, they, they signed Vernon Wells that same offseason. That was a pretty big mistake. That was a big contract. So, again, you're going off it like, we signed Wells, and now this is what we have left. You know what I mean? So maybe it wasn't what what he wanted. It was obviously more in, in Texas. So, yeah. you know, is it a mistake? Yeah, but if you were to go back then and, and if you had the foresight to see what he was going to become, then you should play the lotto because I don't think anyone can see yeah. what, what, yeah, what he you became. You never know. Yeah. Right, so... Yeah. So, any other questions? Oh, we have a lot coming in through Instagram, oh, guys. This line in this feed is busy. We have Halo underscore Jeff. That's G E O F F 
underscore. We know this guy. He's our old friend in Salt Lake City. He goes to a lot of bees games. Right. Uh, good questions. He has back-to-back questions, but we'll go with the second one just because you guys were just talking about it. But Halo underscore Jeff is saying, and which players coming off the books do you resign and which do you let go and look to sign a free agent to fill the spot? We we kind of touched on, touched on, on that last, last couple weeks. Um, but is there a free agent that's out there? That to me, to me, that you need to resign. We have to resign to be a successful team. To to, oh, to me, the guy that we have now that I wouldn't mind signing that could help us is Cameron Maven. Yeah, I'm on that one. And I'm I don't on. think you have to give Cameron a huge amount of money. Look, the dog is even getting into it. Yeah. I don't think you have to give him a huge amount of money. You sign him for a couple million here, and it's not going to hurt. It gives you, it gives, it puts him on the team. Gives you a solid leadoff guy. We know that he can do a good job mm-hmm. when he's healthy. Gives you a solid leadoff guy, and it bridges a gap to a guy like Jemai Jones in two, three years. A guy like Joe Adele, exactly. two, three years, right? It bridges that gap to him, and you keep a good player. Now, as far as a free agent, I don't think anybody in my eyes stands out enough this season as a free agent for us to say, let's go out and get him. I think we talked about it last week. Let's establish what we got now. Resign the guys we have now. And progress this team moving forward. Yeah. Big key for agent, I don't see one. I personally, I don't know about you, Daniel. Yeah, I don't really see one that's be worth sinking the money into. Um, again, so you look at position. You want to go over need. Second uh, base is a... Second a, base is, is probably the biggest one. But again, you have Cowart, second baseman next year. Let's see... Uh, I mean, who's a free agent at second base? Not the, I mean, it's got, gonna be like, oh, are you like, are you looking at a Kinsler? You look at a Brandon Phil. You look at a Brandon Phillips. He's thirty six years old. Yeah, you're like, looking at age now. Jed Lor, uh, Jed Lori. Um, you know, there's not Chase Utley, but he's I mean, thirty eight. There's not, there's not a lot of young proven options yeah, at second base. So again, you want to go for need more than anything else. And so some people, people are gonna say, well, and again, I don't like saying this because we've been injured for. so so much this season that people like to say, oh, pitching, get pitching, get pitching. Yeah, but but again, same thing. Pitching, you have Sabathia that's going to be on free agents. How old is Sabathia? He's 36. 37. Dope. Lackey's a free agent, 38. No, no, no Arietta, it's interesting. That's uh, 31. That's um, you know, but again, a lot of these guys, Hector comes up again, but he's struggling this year. There's not a lot of young Michael Pineda from the mm-hmm. Yankees. He can be a guy, but again, Pintar. But again, he, uh, he might be uh, he might be wanting more than yeah. than you're willing to give for that for 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 what for a, a number two number three guy. Yeah. I would rather just let's play another year with our pitching rotation and see how how that goes. But again, like I don't I don't see anything that's really a big yeah. There's a, nothing a that big, stands out. Yeah, like I want to see and maybe third base. There's some third basemen that are up there, kind of interesting. Uh, Todd Frazier, Mustakis. Mm. Uh, from Kansas That's City. Not bad. Uh, but how much money is he going to be asking? Yeah. He's having a great season this year. Uh, Escobar, again, is one of the guys that's coming off of our books. Right. Um, and that's and that's partly the reason. I think that's the big reason Angel signed Luis Babuina right. to a two-year deal with an uh, option for the third year because they knew Escobar might be leaving asking for a lot mo- a lot of money. you got a guy like Luis Babuina who plays their Yeah, and, and, and Escobar is going to be it's 34. So yeah. uh, Trevor Plouffe is 31. So you don't see any of these guys that are like Worth sinking big money, or that you feel yeah. comfortable sinking big money. So I don't. I, I like I said, like we said, I rather just see the free agents on, on our team, right? Like a Maven, and then you know I don't know what the idea is for like as far as Revere because I know he's coming off the books also. Be a good guy to have. Though. He's a big guy to have, and I think if you're able to work something out with him, um, that'd be great. But position players, you have uh, Pennington coming off. You have Shane, uh, Shane Robinson coming off. Um, but you know we don't have a ton of of, um, of big guys coming off the books besides you know the guys we gave like one year flyers on. Right. Um, even pitchers, you know, there's no one that we can petite. You can look into resigning, uh, but he's 32, so you want to kind of give him a, a small contract. You don't want to give him a long one. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd rather just sign Maven, Revere, um, Petit. Yeah. If, if the price is right, maybe upgrade Pennington as a utility guy. See if there's another young, a little bit younger utility guy out there. Right. But um, as far as a big name guy, I can't Nothing. I can't see anything that's worth rolling the dice on. Yeah. Anything else, Chris? Anybody? Oh, uh, we have a lot coming in, guys, tonight. Wow. Here's an easy question for you guys. Valerie underscore Grace underscore. She asks, Will you guys be at tomorrow's game? I will. We will. 
Oh wow, Jinx, personal Jinx, you said at the same time. Nolan Ryan bobblehead night. This is years in the making yeah. to have such a classic yeah. bobblehead release. I heard rumor on the street he's actually going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there for tomorrow's game and for the Vlad Guerrero induction ceremony on Saturday. Um, we were just talking about this Tuesday at the last bobblehead giveaway that our biggest thing last year was, man, Angels only gave out like one bobblehead. <laughs> we're like for collectors, you know, Chris more so than us, but to only have one, it's uh, it was kind of disappointing, yeah, you know. So yeah. now that this year, they've had the three Mike Trout series, the three bobbleheads in the Mike Trout series, the double All Star, the Mike double All Star one, the uh, pool six hundred, pool six hundred, and now the Nolan Ryan six. one. So it's six, and it's, and, I, and, I, and I personally like the throwback one. I, I yeah, I, I'm glad they're kind of reaching back kind of into their history and yes. able to. Um, Make a couple bobbleheads out of people. Right. And uh, me and my fiance were walking out of the ballpark on Tuesday. We're thinking, you know, this is cool. They're doing two bobbleheads in one week. And we're kind of started thinking, you know, if Simba doesn't get one next year for what he's done this year, I don't know what else he has to do. So hopefully there'll be a Simba one next year. Um, maybe they'll do like another kind of throwback. Um, Should do a Vlad one. A Vlad one. Vlad Hall of Fame. You know, another like kind of throwback old player one I think would be cool too. Like Finley and Abbott. Finley, yeah. Steve Finley? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. And the second question you're probably thinking is we're probably going to need a bigger bobblehead case. Yes, I know I've uh, ran out of of room in my bobblehead case. I don't even have a case. I am... I'm not at Chris's level because he's got like old 1960s ones, but... I have every bobblehead that the stadium has given away except for maybe four or five. Pujols 500, Joe Saunders, Eric Ibar. The Napoli I purposely gave out because I hate them. Mm-hmm. I won't really get into that. And there's a few here and there and there maybe I missed. So maybe there's like six that I don't have. But um, yeah, I need to get a case and uh, find more spots. And then don't don't forget, the 66ers had the Jim Abbott bobblehead this year. And that yeah, was 66ers have done a really good job, too, yeah. of bobbleheads. They had the Abbott. They Hershizer. Had Hershizer and the Kenley Jensen yeah. one from when they were there. The Jared Weaver rehab. And also, probably next year, a Mike Trout, Trout rehab. rehab. Yes. The, the Bernie uh, Star Wars yes. one, too. So, I mean, they have, I mean, they're, they're smaller than your average bobblehead you got at Angel Stadium, but still... Yeah. They're, they're they're nice little collectibles to have in your in your in your case. Yep. Oh my gosh, the comments are flooding in. <laughs> uh, can't keep up. We're gonna give all the shout outs possible. We're paused due to poor connection right now. But D underscore Wheatley sixty eight says just simply thank you guys. Really appreciate your efforts. Hashtag the Halo way. Uh, we have um, well we already responded to our friend Jeff in Salt Lake City. We have Kevin. Barca just says hi. Hi. Thank you. Jeffrey Marte 19. We don't know if this is the real Jeffrey. <laughs> no, because he's playing. He's but busy. He says, I always love these. And we'll take that. Even if you're just a fan account. Should we go after Hosmer and Moustakis? You guys kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. And our good friend, Angels Amigos. If you, hey. if you want to find some good photography on Instagram and everything else. The mysterious Angels Amigos. creative. And her, um, to follow her is Angels Amigos. And this, this is somebody we do a lot with. And LTBU for me, uh, that's uh, two E's at the end. That's her husband. We know him. Mark, <laughs> you're listening out there. Halo Haven for Angels, or Halo Haven for Angels fans of the year. We appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, just knowing when the next tailgate is, so we're, we're looking at a, a playoff tailgate. Yeah. It's actually in the future. We're going to go big, live DJ under the A, and everything fun. Maybe the bus will get out there. But <laughs> keep up the great work, guys. Angels fan 48. Angel super fan says simply, you guys are awesome. And we appreciate all that out there. Thank uh, you. This is why we do it. We do not get paid. We put in our what? time, sweat, and energy. <laughs> These guys are <laughs> all week to create the uh, cuts and everything that goes into this, the research. This isn't easy, but we do it. It's for fans, by fans. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, Chris said it. Thank you guys for yes. all your questions, for the support. Don't forget to follow us on uh, iTunes, if you have an iPhone, you have an iPad. Subscribe. Subscribe to the All Angels Podcast. Write a review. Um, yeah. Stop five that, stars. Yeah. For you guys that don't know, write a review. Um, you know, give us a rating. The more we get on there, the more attention we, uh, iTunes will put us out. So uh-huh. if someone's looking up just baseball in general, 
you know, obviously the top baseball podcast will come up. So if you leave a review, that triggers them that people are interested in this, and then we get caught in their feed, and they can, you know, subscribe and just, oh, yeah. let's check this out. So uh, write a review, rate us, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Again, segments that you want to see or topics you want to see us talk about. But uh, but thank you for all your input um, from the YouTube page to the Instagram live. You know, all of it's appreciated. So. Put, uh, I just want to say thanks to all the fans. Absolutely. And if you guys want to say what's up to us tomorrow and you're going to the game, just hit us up on Halo Haven on Instagram. I'm sure hey, Daniel. We actually have it. Daniel's brother just checked in. On the <laughs> Angel Angel game. Game, Mac. Daniel's underscore brother. In yeah. underscore Joe. 1715. No, this guy hung out Mac during the spring training with uh, this guy. Um, but he's checking in from the Angels game. How cool is that? Nice. Social in town media, from Arizona. Social media is real. Yeah. And uh, it's something that uh, you need to harness and, you know, and make positive things out of. Exactly. Exactly. So big shout out to all you guys. Thank you. For those of you that subscribed and downloaded the podcast, our podcast numbers went up. I was pretty amazed at the amount of downloads that we got. So thank you guys who have already subscribed and downloaded. Tell a friend. Um that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels Podcast. Anything else you want to touch on real quick, Daniel? No, but, you know, it's going to be, uh, we'll be back here next week. Next week will be our month review because yeah. it is the 31st. So if you have, like, especially if you have any, like, monthly, like, who we, who do you feel did better this month or last, you Bear know. of the month. Yeah, if you have any whatever. ideas, you know, go ahead and reach us. We're at uh, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram, Halo underscore uh, Haven on Twitter. Um, my personal uh, Twitter is Dan Garcia. 87. So again, next week's a month in review. So hopefully we have a lot of uh, AL West uh, games we're playing this week. So hopefully we can, they can, you know, hopefully sweep the A's would be awesome too. But uh, yeah, catch us next week for uh, a month in review. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Follow me at HalosFan1524 on Instagram. That is my uh, personal Instagram. And on Twitter, it's HalosFan15. Uh, big thank you to Chris Security Johnson for providing the Halo Haven headquarters for the podcast. And thank you to everybody else. Again, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, catch us next week for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Daniel Garcia. And thank you for listening. Have a good Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.